Well, hello there. I'm Tracy Resch Williams, business coach and consultant for Alaska Tracy. Businesses work with me that are seeking calmness, clarity, and prosperity. Using my vision mapping framework, I guide them on their journey to success. On this podcast, you can enjoy hearing inspirational stories of success, as well as business tips and tools that you can actually use. So thanks for joining in. And oh, please remember, click the subscribe button, invite your friends and leave a comment. Thank you. Well, hello and welcome to Alaska Tracy podcast. This episode is featuring Wasatch CPA services and they came to me via social media. I believe that we are involved in the same uh, Facebook group and they reached out and said that they had some wonderful tools and tips to share with you about incentives. And I reached out to my Visions to Profits women's membership community and asked them if they'd be interested in hearing uh, tips and tools from a CPA. And they said, absolutely. So I'm excited to interview and to introduce you to Wasatch. They have over 25 years of combined experiences in bookkeeping and tax accounting, as well as a heavy focus on continuing education. Jean and Jen Bot are the owners, and Jean is the CPA, as well as Lisa Blomfeld, which she's also, um, she brings 20 years of accounting and tax experience, and I will be interviewing Lisa for this podcast. I'm really excited to learn from Lisa, to hear tips and tools, to help businesses like mine, like the women's membership community, like yours, grow and succeed. Let's give them a welcome. And before we do, I want to remind you that this podcast is brought to you by Alaska Tracy, and I am morphing into professional coaching. I just received my first certification for professional coaching. I am accepting new clients and would love the opportunity to have a conversation with you, a free discovery conversation. If you are interested, please reach out to me, Alaska Tracy at Alaska Tracy, T-R-A-C-Y spelled out at gmail.com. Thank you so much. Remember to click subscribe, share with your friends, and thank you for listening today. Well, hello, Lisa. Thank you so much for joining Alaska Tracy podcast today. Hi, Tracy. It's great to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Thanks for being here. And it's Bloomfield. I think I said Blomfield on your introduction. My <laughs> apologies. Is. No problem. And Wasatch is a Rocky Mountain Range, correct? Yeah, we are a part of the Rocky Mountain Range running through Utah. So from the top of uh, the mountain range all the way, all the big ski resorts in Salt Lake City and Sundance and Snowbird and where they held the Olympics in 2002, that's our mountain range wow. and runs down to about halfway down the south of uh, Utah. So are you in Salt Lake? I'm actually about an hour south of Salt Lake. So very close to the center of Utah. Pretty. My, are you by my, mountains? I, oh, I am. Yeah. The mountains behind me are elevation 10,400 feet. 
And so my city, I'm Spanish Fork, and we are in uh, about 4,600 feet above sea level. Oh, wow. And did you yeah. know Anchorage is right at sea level? Really? I know I not. So. A, I know not a you lot. I think with all the mountains, but yeah. It's crazy. We're, right. we're up on a mountain and the mountains are right behind our house. I'm pointing as, uh, as I'm saying it. And um, we are literally 750 feet above sea level. The ocean's right down at the bottom of our hill. Oh man, that's pretty cool. I know. So. A lot of people don't know that. No. You'd think it would be more, I guess you're expecting it just to be more mountainy, but yeah. It, it is. It's, there's mountains, we can see mountains everywhere. Yeah. And city the ocean. itself. Right. Now we don't swim in the ocean, but <laughs> Lisa, tell me a little bit about your backstory and how you became, you said that you have a, uh, is it a master's degree? I do have a master's degree in accounting. Okay. So I got my first job working for a CPA when I was 19 and I literally applied for a secretary job and turned out to be for a CPA. And he wasn't in the office as much because the internet's not really a thing and you have to go see clients. And so he's like, do you want to teach yourself this bookkeeping software? And he slides like the big box of QuickBooks that has the big like teach yourself book. And so he slides it across the desk and I ended up teaching myself to do accounting with QuickBooks. And until then, I actually didn't even know what a CPA was or what accounting was. And so I was just a, you know, kid out of high school. I thought I wanted to, I thought I wanted to be a doctor actually, huh. but I didn't go to college right out of school. Um, you know, I don't, didn't come from a family with a lot of money. That wasn't something we were doing. And so I was working actually two jobs for about five years, trying to save up to go back to school. Thankfully, by then I knew I wanted to be an accountant. So I didn't start pursuing education until I was 25. And actually got to the portion of my schooling that was for accounting when I was 28. So at this point, I've been doing it for almost a decade. I knew a lot. I'd already done like a thousand tax returns. I'd already done, you know, countless industries worth of books, really did a lot of QuickBooks. So it was a, it was different to come at school as a 28 year old. And at the time, you know, you just feel like you're just, you're so old and you've wasted so much time. And now as a person who's uh, safely into her forties, I can be like, oh, I was in such a hurry for no reason. (laughs) (laughs) That life teaches, I think life is the biggest teacher and I have to be willing to let it teach me those lessons rather than expecting to get them out of a book or out of other stuff, you know, just keep learning as I'm going. But finished my master's degree when I was 31. So I did, yeah, went through the University of North Texas. I lived in Texas for 14 years. I bounced around a little bit. And um, then I went to the University of Phoenix online to do the master's degree. So that's where I finished all that work. And yeah, and so, um, and I will 10 years later, finally be, be pursuing my CPA exam because There was a conflict of interest with the work I was doing in Texas. I wasn't technically independent. And they were like, no, you don't really want to lose the license once you get it. It's a hard test. So I just held off and haven't got around to it. But, you know, with COVID, I had a few extra few minutes. So I was like, hey, I checked that out. And they're like, you're qualified. Take it. So, Oh, my gosh. I think COVID's brought about some goodness quite a bit. There's, I think there's, there's goodness in everything, every, even the, the worst situations. I think that's the best and hardest lesson to learn is that you cannot take everything as being, oh, it's either got to be perfect or it can't be. Um, it's, it's not useful. Every situation has an opportunity either for growth or for learning or for um, 
just what not to do next time. It's, we have to have all those lessons or else it doesn't work out perfectly. Right, yeah. right. How did you come to meet Jean and Jen Bot and Wasatch? How did that all come to be? We actually met at a business networking group. Gene uh, is a CPA. He already had a business doing mostly just tax prep. And at the time when I had just moved to Utah from Texas in 2016, I had formed a just bookkeeping business. Um, I had family who I was taking care of and I needed a kind of flexible lifestyle. Well, they got better. They didn't need me as much. And so I had, I was going to expand my business. Um, I meet Gene and I'm like, I'm bookkeeping. He's a, he's a um, taxes. Let's just go ahead and merge these businesses. We had conversations. It seemed like a good idea. And so early 2018, we officially uh, merged our businesses together. Wow. That's wonderful. Yeah. It's great to have a partner. I don't, I know a lot of people try to do it themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, I have now had two business partners and when you go at it with your eyes open and not expecting it to I think like marriage, you're not expecting it to be a, you know, a perfect scenario where you don't have to have communication and you don't have to like decide who's in charge of these, this part and that part. I have someone else to bounce ideas off of another person to carry part of the load. It's not just me. And it's really helped us grow our business to have somebody behind us. So I'm hearing you say communication seems to be the key. (laughs) (laughs) That's the key in almost everything we do, whether I'm talking to a client, CFO or tax planning services, or they're talking to me, it really is the the crucial part is just being open and honest about where we want to go, where we're, where we're at and what the problems are. And is a lot of your business in Utah or are you branching? I I think, I think. I think I met Jen through a group on Facebook. So I'm thinking you're branching out. We actually have more clients outside of Utah than we have in Utah, which is funny since the business name is Wasatch CPA, you'd think it would appeal mostly to people in Utah, but we do a lot of tax planning and a lot of tax strategy. Um, If you've been in other parts of the country, you know, people have different particular ideas and, um, the, some of this more advanced planning is real popular in other states. And so every we have clients in most of the states, but in especially in the coastal states, they're just a little bit more advanced and they tend to have a little bit more aggressive tax rules. So that seems to appeal, tax savings appeal to people who have aggressive state taxes like California and Florida and the New York and stuff like that. How does that work, Lisa? The tax laws, because I have a client, we were just discussing this. She's actually looking for help. Um, Hopefully she will listen to this podcast. (laughs) How does that work, the laws in the different states? Most of the states have actually based their tax law off of the federal tax law. So simply knowing the IRS tax code, and we spend, in 2019, Gene and I spent $35,000 on advanced training, lots of hours of education and um, additional uh, planning, uh, tax planning uh, services. Uh, I don't know why my brain is completely blanking out on that word. Um, Pretty much it was all of this extra, the ups and the extras. You know, you, you can be good at a lot of things, but you can only be great at certain things. And we decided to be really good at this. So that's our, our niche training is what we were doing is this tax planning. So when your state has formed most of your tax laws off of the federal, then it's easy to kind of, you focus on federal and it'll flow through. 
And then we also focus on a lot of uh, specific industries, a lot of construction, and a lot of people who are of the consultant type nature. Maybe they're just a, a therapist, a doctor. They are even a in tradesman or something like that. They're maybe just the one person runs their own business. So they're almost like an independent contractor, but they can get pretty good net income. And so they need to focus on um, advanced tax planning for that. So when you have those scenarios, we are, you know, very good at, at knowing the, the specifics of the states. Some of them are, can be different. You got some special rules in places like Tennessee and in California. And so we, we, we research all of that. The beautiful thing is, is that $35,000 additional training comes with an entire network of people who have done a lot of this research for us. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of access to library of, of information and also people who have been there and done that. So we have a good network of people to, to rely upon. Oh, it sounds like it. Um, what? So the big question, I, I went to my Visions to Profits women's membership, and the big question was that, that the ladies wanted to know, uh, what incentive programs can they be aware of? Can you and I mean, I don't know. Are there like hundreds of them? <laughs> there actually are a, almost like a little over 150 different strategies. But for a lot of people, there are a core seven or eight that they can really focus on. Um, that is going to be knowing where your net income is. You know, if we're talking tax savings, you as your business grows to different levels, that's kind of what, what indicates what you can use as tax saving strategies. And then also how they benefit you and how they can also backfire. So what everyone always hears is, oh, you should be an escort. I'm like, well, you probably should be one at a certain point, but you want to know where that point is. Other than that, you've actually probably cost yourself a little bit more money and definitely more heartache and maybe not saved yourself any, any taxes. So it's actually knowing that calculation and your tax person should be able to do that calculation for you. You're able to um, see where, okay, here's where, if I don't make the changes, this is where my taxes are at. And here's where they're at if I add this or that savings strategy. And then here's some of the other ones. What do I need to do? Um, some of the, some popular ones, and you can just Google them and you can find them. Um, hopefully someone doesn't just decide, oh, I heard this on a podcast. I'm going to go like apply this strategy. I read it on the internet and it'll be great. I do recommend uh-huh. you go with tax professionals to see how it works. But you'll hear of tax strategies like the Augusta strategy and S-Corp health insurance and accountable plans. It's mostly paperwork. Yeah, so we talk, talked about Augusta strategy and accountable plan and we talked about you know, S-Corp health insurance and those are all really good. Um, there's also retirement plans if you're ready to defer, like if you've got too much cash in your business and you're like, I really have extra and I really want to save money and put it money in retirement. There's a, there's a few good business retirement plans that when used properly can actually be really good. Um, the biggest problem with them is mostly it's timing and it is planning ahead and it is um, doing the paperwork. Most of the time, if you just go to your CPA and if you're like, okay, it's tax prep time, here's my profit and loss and my balance sheet and I'd like to save money on taxes, the ship has sailed that year. He would be able, your tax person would need to get back with you during the year to work on these things. But like our tax plans take like about six to eight weeks to implement simply because there's just paperwork and you'll have a financial planner possibly, and you'll have your health insurance person. And we just want to make sure all that paperwork is correct. And that's really what you're trying to do is plan it, structure it, make sure it's legal with the IRS. And when you do that, you can actually 
afford yourself some really good savings in the on on your taxes, both IRS and state. Do you do a lot of the bookkeeping, the basic bookkeeping for people? I thankfully am busy enough now that I don't have to do it myself, but have I done it? And have I, can I answer pretty much every QuickBooks question you have? Yes. Um, back in the day on QuickBooks desktop, um, it was kind of a, a special um, task if you could break a QuickBooks, if you could unbalance the balance sheet. So I've been able to successfully break it three times and twice put it back together after I broke it. Um, the third one was just broke completely. So, <laughs> um, and it's a, always a lot of cleaning up clients um, work. So I don't have to do the bookkeeping anymore. I actually have have staff who we, um, we've become very good at what we do. So I have a person who's my dedicated accountant now, but um, onboarding and additionally um, initial conversations with people fixing them or even training. I do a lot of that. So, um, you know, we offer just some training for people who are like, I think I can do it myself. I just have some initial questions or whatever. We help people out with that. It just helps get them going and really helps that small business person we're wanting to help, you know, get down the road and, and understand their numbers better. Oh, that's wonderful to know because I work with so many women in business that do their own and, oh, I can do my, and but they have 10 million other things that they're doing. And I believe it's a control thing. Women are actually more inclined to want to do their own books. They really want to understand their numbers. They want to um, do it themselves. And there can be a bit of an old idea that it's, it's something that shouldn't take very long and it's pretty easy to do. And for the most part, it can be fairly easy to do. But, you know, when I'm quoting people just a few hundred dollars a month, I'm like, this is where the CFO in me comes out. And I'm like, let's evaluate what your hourly work time is worth it. I had one lady who was insisting on trying to do her own accounting. And when I calculated it, she made on average $285 an hour. And I go, I'm not even quoting you that much for the whole month. Is it worth your time to spend hours doing this? So that's kind of, you want to do a cost benefit analysis, but then also understand, hey, just find, either Google it or, or ask the questions or find some training because you actually can get a lot of value knowing your own numbers um, and doing it yourself, but also find out if you're really, really busy, you're not going to get to it. It is okay to ask for help. Love you guys already. You're so in sync with my business belief. And, and really, for all of you who are listening and know this podcast, you know I'm about creating a plan, creating the action steps. And so right. that's it sounds like that's exactly what you do. You help them to create their financial plan. Yes. You know, on the on the accounting side, we're not business coaches. We are, we can be financial coaches. Um, and helping you understand what those numbers mean. But the you can't understand numbers if they're not pulled together. And honestly, one of the worst things you can do is wait most of the year to even try to do your accounting because you've lost any benefit of what they're going to show you. So, you know, sometimes it's, it's worth it to pay someone else to at least do the bookkeeping um, or to at least review what you've done and hold you a little bit accountable. But yeah. Right. Lisa, what other uh, tips and tricks do you have for easy, easy, right? <laughs> Does that, is that even an easy tax season? Is that even like, <laughs> is that an oxymoron right. in there? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it can be, it can be less stressful. So the, you know, I would say for easing up your, on your, the burden of your own business accounting is one, 
just actually do it. Whether you have QuickBooks Online or one of the other softwares, um, people are like, well, I don't want to miscategorize it. It needs to be correct. I need to like look it up before I can do it. No, it's very easy to fix QuickBooks. It's very easy to change things in QuickBooks. The number one thing I would say is connect those bank accounts, connect those credit cards, pull those transactions in, record them how you think is correct, and then you can ask somebody to help you fix it. Even if you're doing that in December, paying someone for a couple hours of their time to help you, you know, learn what you should have done different, it's actually not hard to change it. And so just do it. You, you can't break it. Just, just honestly, just tackle it and do it. Um, and then the next thing to do is, um, you know, you can read up on it a little bit, which is, which is helpful. Um, but there's a lot of experience in just walking through it. So, um, you know, for I have people who want to do quarterly review, then you get an opportunity to do a Zoom session. We're looking at your books. I'm giving you advice. We're getting, you're getting feedback. And you're not just kind of like, 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 you know, doing the homework without, without ever taking the test or having someone give you feedback on it. You're just, that's the hard part. Um, and your tax person, if you go to them in March and they're slammed, you might not get the feedback you want. And so um, it's probably a good idea to try to touch base with somebody um, when it's not as busy. December is a great time. October to December is actually a great time. So this time of year is really good. Except <clears> and for this so, week. <laughs> yes, there is, there is a tax deadline. You know, it's funny is my business partner, Gene, he does most of our tax filing. So I'm a little out of the, out of the loop on that. But yeah, we actually have a deadline here in uh, just a few days. Right. So, so this podcast, we're, we're, inter we're recording it on, I know my husband's buried. I said, can you take off Thursday and Friday? And he said, if I get the taxes done, and, and I'm thinking, <laughs> wow, that I'm doing this interview during this week. Thank you for doing it this week. Yeah, it's nice with my business. We have um, brought in enough people and been been fortunate enough to um, to scale it in a way where we actually have help. Um, we we don't have one person trying to do everything because we we do believe in the being very good at what you do. Um, and so I have a tax manager. I have my accountant who does you know the the bulk of our bookkeeping and then gene he's our tax um our tax guru and our um also delivery to clients he does a lot of our tax consulting and a lot of our cfo work um for me i'm talking to a lot of new potential clients doing quickbooks training and then also just helping them come on come on board and start services with us so wonderful <clears throat> yeah it sounds like it's a well-oiled machine that you have there. We're trying to make it a well-oiled machine because I, that is one of the, the, when I'm talking to a new potential client, they're frequently they have and someone they work with and they're like, it isn't working. They don't get back to me. I don't have, I don't feel like I'm getting any kind of real service. I don't know. I don't feel like I understand what they're doing. And we're trying very hard to change that for at least our clients and going forward that we don't want that scenario. And the unfortunate part is, is that if you're the bargain basement price on taxes, then you will get that. You'll always be the person, you, you get the Walmart of tax preparers. They're just, it's on the shelf. What you see is what you get. I hope you like it, don't ask questions. Um, so if you're, if you're looking at someone in, in your business, you're looking for a service, level a little bit higher, you might have to go with someone who's a little more expensive on, on the tax prep, but have that communication about what does their service delivery look like? Um, how, how available are they to talk to people? Um, and if they have a couple other people in their business, you know, can, you can get to know them. You can, 
talk to the people who do different aspects of your work. Wonderful. Any other last minute tips or tools that you can leave the community um, I would also say professional payroll. As a person, as a, as a company, we actually don't do payroll. We leave that to those companies that are just uh, very specific in, in the payroll niche. And so because it is a very, very detail-oriented thing. So anyone who's trying to do their own payroll or calculating checks, stuff like that, you will save yourself a lot of time and heartache by getting professional payroll services. So Wonderful. I love how you... you don't come across as like, hey, we're it, we're your end all be all. No, actually, um, having a whole collaboration of people, um, you know, Jean and I met each other in a networking group. And we, I network with a lot of people for that reason. Um, because I don't, I don't want to be great at everything. I don't want you to think that I'm brilliant at everything. But I hopefully I know somebody, and they can add a voice to the conversation. And um, sometimes that voice might take you to go use their services other than mine, but that's what you need at the time. And that's actually the solution you need. So wonderful. Wonderful. It's been a treat to uh, talk to you today and to learn a couple tips and tools and to share you with my community. Thanks. I have a feeling we've got a long, we've got a long road of uh, creating a wonderful relationship moving forward. Yeah, I, you know, I look forward to it. I hope we can definitely uh, talk another time. And, you know, anyone ever has questions, I'm happy to answer them. So perfect. And I'll put in the show notes where everybody can find you. Uh, and I had such a hard time uh, saying the name of your business. And Lisa said to me before I hit record, oh, you said Wasatch so wonderfully. And I said, Jen and I went back and forth this morning. <laughs> I could not say that name. Uh, so you can connect with Lisa at Wasatch. And that's W-A-S-A-T-C-H-P-A. So it's WasatchCPAServices.com. And yes. just reach out to her that way. And I'll, like I said, put your, on Facebook where you guys are and, and everything else in the show notes. So, Lovely. I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you so much. Thank you. You've, it's been a, a pleasure and a privilege to talk to you today. So thank you, Lisa. It was lovely talking to you. You have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too. And thank you everyone for listening. Remember, click subscribe. What a fun connection to meet new people on social media that I can learn from, you can learn from. What an honor to uh, interview Wasatch CPA Services. And if you know of anybody that you think might be a good fit for Alaska Tracy podcast, please feel free to send me an email, alaskatracy at alaskatracy.com. I would love the opportunity to talk to that person or yourself and see if you are a good fit. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Alaska Tracy podcast. Remember, subscribe, share with your friends and comment. Talk to you soon.